folks, to a brand new episode of the Gameaholic podcast. We have lost Colin again today, and we've brought my friend Adam back to discuss everything to do with the brand new expansion in the Destiny universe of The Witch Queen. So welcome back to the podcast, Adam. Thanks, Luke. Honored to be here again. We had a absolutely fun time uh, over the last few days working our way through the uh, Witch Queen campaign. So what we, we, we did a day one clear, which I'm pretty excited about on Legendary Mode, um, which was surprisingly challenging, um, but in, in what I would say was a pretty good way. I would agree. It was like, I think the, the longer that you played, the, that I think that was the reason that made it a little bit more challenging. Like the 2 a.m. Uh, boss fight, mm-hmm. that was a little bit tiring when you're like like still a little bit sleepy at that point, but you're still trying to be able to like, okay, let's just get this shit done. Well, yeah, like, so obviously I, I mean, I even was up till like, you know, one thirty my time. So you were, you were up till about 3.30, I think, right? Like that was pretty much yeah. kind of when we were doing the, the final Savathun boss fight. Yeah, that's right. So I, I think once we finished and powered down, it was, yeah, about 3.30, I was, I was kind of crawling into bed at that point. <laughs> Uh, and I mean, like, so for anybody that doesn't know, um, when you start the destiny campaign, you're given two options. You're given like the regular mode campaign, and then you're giving, given a legendary mode campaign. Um, any destiny players who are listening to this, which I assume is, is probably most of the people are going to be destiny players. Um, you start the campaign at 1350 light level, uh, no matter where you were prior to the expansion dropping. So everybody pretty much logging into the game now or logging into the game when it first came out it's a 1350 power level um and they know that so they actually don't they i learned this adam this will interest you quite a bit um they actually like under level you on purpose so what it is is no matter even if you went in there at like a 15 power level or 1500 power level um they scale it so they're about 10 to 15 power level higher than you oh interesting okay and that's just to create it as like again, it's supposed to be a challenge. Yeah, and I, I, they don't obviously want everyone to be able to just jump in and clear day one in two hours, mm-hmm. for example. Like that would just be okay. Well, what did I spend one hundred and fifty dollars on? And that's and that's the thing is like I mean, in theory, you could like I mean, you know, with easy mode, you could. I think like what I feel like it'd probably be a five hour campaign, maybe in easy mode. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Like, it, like I would say, imagine if we went back right now. I think you're, we're both like a fifteen forty. If we went back right now, I'm really curious to see how long it would take us to clear the game from beginning to end again. Uh, Are you talking about legendary though? On 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 like normal mode. So I think mm. there's like if you start off at like the fifteen hundred and then you just jump into normal mode, I think we would be able to clear that with probably about three hours. Is my honest guess. Yeah, it's fair. I mean, I was, so, um, there was what, there was nine, technically nine total missions, I think, we had, we had determined. There was the eight with the difficulty, and then there was the one with the, um, the one with the strike that didn't have a legendary difficulty. Right, yep. So, I mean, eight missions, some of them, like, the first mission was, like, a 35-minute mission, though, right? Like, and that one was, that one was long, yeah, that was by far, I think, the longest mission that we had to do. Other than, I think, the last mission. 
Well, uh, yeah, and like I, I'm curious how long the last mission would have taken us if we could just like <laughs> clean it out, right? Because like that final Savathun boss fight that you do was like insanity to me. Like it was like that was hard. Yeah, but I think what like, a lot of what ends up happening with like the new expansion is that there's a lot of ex- exploration, right? Like. Now, like now, when we play Destiny, it's very much like we can just jump in and we can go. We know what we're doing at this point. When you first kind of like start the new expansion, you're kind of like curious. You want to like go and play around, like the like the Enigma, for example, and you're wanting to be able to go and see what the Throne World really looks like. So that's why it mm-hmm. takes a lot longer. And then we're trying to find like all the different chests and and stuff like this, right? So it's just we we just don't know what to do. So that's why I think like the second playthrough would be so much quicker at that point than than it, like our first one obviously so I'm, I'm almost curious to see if there will be a triumph for like completing it in like a short shorter period of time would be kind of cool to see mm-hmm. yeah go go through something like that like the triumph so far seem um i mean the ones that i've seen look pretty interesting um but the game itself the story itself i was i was fairly impressed with um you know finding out why savathun kind of got the light and finding out exactly what was going on and and um you know uh, again this is going to be sort of a spoiler thing for anybody listening um just enough that's just kind of how we do these things um i know the game's only been out for a week but we're spoiling it um so i thought it was really weird savathun dies at the end like it just it that that for me felt i mean that for me felt odd um one question that i have and i don't know if you know the answer to this adam and if you do feel free to chime in but like I wonder, can a ghost resurrect, like, their dead guardian, like, years after they die? I don't see why not. Like, that's that's an interesting question, though. Because, you know, at the end of the thing, we actually see the Traveler save Amaru, who is Savathun's ghost, um, basically teleports Amaru out. Um... Which is which is interesting because in, in a way, like, what does that sort of mean for us? Like, Savathun's dead, the ghost has escaped, but like, can the ghost like come back to Savathun's body and like wake her back up again? Like, wake her back up when like maybe the traveler saved her because Savathun was right that they will need her to fight off the witness. Yes. So that's, I, I think that that's also a, a good, a good point. And, you know, we, the, the whole thing is, um, I did kind of like going through Savathun's memories and sort of learning a lot about how sort of like the hive gods, like the worms sort of created Crota, um, Zivurath and Savathun. I thought that that was pretty cool and how it turned them into like the power hive that they are. Um, the one thing to me though, that I thought was like, kind of kind of weird was just like you know we we show savathun that she was obviously betrayed by her people or by by the by the worm gods back in the day um but at the same time you know what like what what's what's going on in terms of like is she gonna side with us so i think that that was a big thing that you were sort of saying and does the traveler know what's gonna happen because otherwise why did the traveler give her the light and why is it still protecting her yeah, I think like the traveler can kind of see that. Okay, well, the like the vanguard or we'll say the guardians, we're gonna we're gonna take her down by all means necessary, and needed mm-hmm. that in order to understand more about the worm. 
And then like they, they, but they they know that the witness is coming at this point right now. They made it very clear uh, that that that's like the next direction that they're going. So the traveler also is smart enough to want to protect itself. That they needed to. Well, they, they essentially like the, the the traveler needed to protect itself by keeping Savathun because I I really still think that there is something there uh, that Savathun will have something that will eventually need to side with the humans in order to to fight off this witness. So you think on top of getting the Cabal as our friends, on top of getting the Fallen as our friends, we're going to eventually get the Hive as our friends? I think we'll have to. Like in because it, it, it's it's going to have to be like the witnesses is, is said like I don't I I don't know much about the witness but they're said to be like one of the the largest superpower forces at this at this point right now that they're they, that they've seen the power of the light and they want to be able to take this over so I'm genuinely curious to see like I, I think you remember we were talking about before like even before Witch Queen came out that we're like it's going to be an all out war I think mm-hmm. this the next one will be the all out war because. They have to, and just seeing the destruction that the witness will bring. Well, the, so what did you think of um, like what the witness looks like? That was so creepy. He, I know he kind of like it's weird because he he looks like part of me thinks that he sort of looks like kind of like cartoony in like a weird way. Like he doesn't look like a threat. Those big bug eyes, yeah. Like I, it's so hard to take it seriously because I'm like, well, what is their like? What is going to be their power? Like that's, like I said, like it, it almost feels. I like thought the witness like commanded. I thought the witness commanded the darkness. Yes, but I'm curious on like what is that actually going to like look like and play mm. out like like in how is how is like the game destiny going to showcase that uh, like the actual darkness as an enemy. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then, you know, like, basically, that's when we stop Savathun, and she's trying to capture the Traveler. But she's saying that she tried to capture the Traveler to keep it protected. Right. And that's and that's the interesting part, where it's like, okay, well, we need, like, Ikora um, and Zavala even say, like, we need the Traveler in order for us to be able to have the light, in order for us to succeed. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously, and, and Savathun, if anything, is, if you look at it, they're trying. She's trying to actually be the savior for like the entire universe of saying we need to protect the traveler because the humans aren't strong enough, even with their light, to fight off the witness. But Savathun has some of that access with like the worm and obviously like some understanding of the darkness as well that she knows what's coming. For me, it makes me laugh—not laugh, but like it makes me like like you know. Like, the Witness is just, like, the one dude, and, like, that's, that's, like, Savathun looks so badass. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Oryx looks so badass, where the Witness doesn't look... Like, I'm sorry, I don't think the Witness looks like a badass dude at all. And I wonder if that's maybe supposed to be part of why you feel creepy. (laughs) Maybe. Like, yeah, I'm I'm genuinely curious, because we haven't, we've heard of the Witness, but that was the first time really seeing them. So and, and just be able to understand more about it. So I think as we get get more and more knowledge through, I think throughout the season, um, or even to like the next seasons leading up to the next expansion, and what probably a year or two from now, um, mm-hmm. that like, we're going to start learning more and more about that because that that's kind of what they did through the like through all Beyond Light. You know, um, you know what the one thing in this in this uh, sort of 
expansion that bothered me a little bit was like we didn't really so we haven't heard anything about osiris's condition number one yeah like it's like so it, it was weird that he was just sort of left out also the other thing was you know how you have that meeting with the vanguard in that room right yep it's like i don't understand why um lord saladin seems to be a main character again all of a sudden like it was, yeah. it was clearly, it was like, I don't know, like it, it's been Saint-14 for so long and then they just bring Saladin back. I wonder if it's just because they were just like, okay, like, let's not do Saint-14 for a while. Yeah, I don't really, like, I, I, they should have explained that a bit more. Like, if, even if it was like if Saint-14's just kind of piecing out for a little bit and Saladin's kind of, of been the one. Yeah, like, that's my assumption, but it, it would be kind of nice to be able to see, like, some crossover or what we'll say it as for between the seasons of like, okay, well the, it kind of was like a hard, it was a clear definitive, like new chapter. Yeah, no, exactly. And like, I mean, um, the other thing is you're like, I know we talked about this a lot during it, but like, man, your guardian talks so much in this expansion. That was the coolest thing. And also the weirdest thing ever, because I, I, you never hear it. You, you've never like in the, what the last like 10 years plus we've never heard him speak or her well the only thing i've heard my i've the only time i've ever heard my guardian speak was when she says aldrin sob is mine which is when Cade dies so okay like, yeah that's but i remember when she spoke there i was like oh my god she spoke and then in this expansion she's just she's just chatting up a storm like she's just I like oh like hey guys I, I like it too, but like there's parts where like, honestly, when she was talking, I was like, is somebody, who am I talking to right now? Like, because I thought my ghost was talking to somebody else or like, I thought maybe it was like Ikora or something, but her voice sounded different just because like I, my brain wasn't registering. Oh, like this is my guardian speaking. It actually took me a second to be like, who's talking right now? I also find it weird just because, like, I almost kind of wish that you could have it so, so like, the the cinematic would have you without your helmet on, too, because I think that would even help it a little bit. Because even when you see, um, like, any, like, everyone else obviously doesn't even have a helmet on at that point. So I think that would make it a little bit more, like, engaging, too, if it, if it was something just as simple as that. Because you can take your helmet on or off if you're inside the tower. That would be kind of cool if you could be able to have it because it would be more, I don't know, immersive, in my opinion. What the f- okay, so like I, I do get that. I totally understand and like but like for me I was thinking because like I I have my settings on where my helmet does come off in the tower. Mm-hmm. But like I'm now now I'm trying to rack my brain and think if like the tower scenes if my helmet was off. I think it was. But she See, doesn't I... talk a lot necessarily in the tower for me, right? She's talking a lot in Savathun's throne world when she's discovering shit. Yeah, like uh, which keeps I'm just the saying. On. I'm just saying in general, if you could do mm-hmm. that, like that mm-hmm. would be kind of like I, I don't know. I think that would have been kind of cool, especially if all of a sudden now your character is starting to talk more. Like having that ability of the helmet off would be a little, would be, I don't know. I would have appreciated that as part of it more, but I'm just picking at straws at this point now. <laughs> no, no, for sure. For sure. And I mean, like the, I can't believe, so going back to sort of the Savathun final boss fight, um, yeah. I can't believe how hard it was. Um, we spent a couple hours 
definitely just trying to run that final boss fight on legendary because like it was hard like it it wouldn't have been that bad if she didn't have that like containment field that you have to be inside to damage her right like i think that if if that wasn't around you would probably we'd probably be able to do a lot better well, and it also just came, because you're right with that, because, because it came down to if you're going to go left or right, for example, when we're like, when we're, when we were deciding on, um, like doing the circle rotation again around before we do the main attack, um, mm. that was like the only challenge. Cause like if, if, if you weren't like, connect, cause it was legendary difficulty, it's so much harder. If you went the wrong way, it was basically an, a guaranteed wipe. And then if Sabathun, for example, was like on the, was like too close to the front, it would already it would have already messed things up for the actual attack phase or, or the damage phase. So then you'd have to do a re-rotation around. So it's just like it, it almost had to like work out perfectly in order for you to have like your damage phases to go through well and actually have enough damage yeah. done. And that's what I was gonna say is honestly like if so if you go to the right hand side starting like if you're not invisible like you get destroyed. Yeah, like that's that's what I had to essentially start doing is like I don't know if you noticed it or not, but like I would ju I would just uh, invisible uh, Scott and I so we could be able to jump over there so he wouldn't die or anything like that, um, mm -hmm. just so we could be able to kind of at least get through. And then the, like the second and third one were obviously much easier to do at that point, but just get going from like the damage phase front center and then doing the right or the left, like that first one was the hardest to get through. Yeah, no, I completely agreed. And, like, that's an, yeah. So, and then, you know, damaging her, it took us, what, four phases, I think? Yeah, we did four phases. On top of, because you get one for free, like yeah. a small one, but you get one for free of, like, 13 seconds. And then you get the 45s after. So, I think we had four 45 second phases, right? Does that sound right? Yeah, but we also didn't use the full 45 seconds. We kind of cleared out for the last 10 seconds. Because the, just so because we the, wizard, the, the wizards respawn. Yeah, at like the zero mark. So we wanted to get, yeah, of course, we want to get set up. That makes that makes total sense. So, you know, once you beat Savathun and once kind of the ending happens, um, it opens up the end game, which obviously is as Destiny players, which is what we sort of play all the time. <laughs> um, so, you know, they give us two exotic quests. They give us, you know, a bunch of different stuff. So the exotic quest to get the new grenade, the new worm grenade launcher. I actually really liked that quest that we did. I thought it was really cool. Um, I don't know how I feel. It didn't, it doesn't necessarily feel tacky, but like getting an exotic with the hive worm inside the gun, like that just feels like almost like whimsical in like a Borderlands way to me. I don't know what your thoughts on that are. Yeah. Like, like I, I, I really like the weapon. I think it's super, super cool. But, and I think it's just like, it, they have to have like the worm there just as like a reminder that that's what the gun was used for. Or like that, that was the only reason why I think they chose that kind of graphical or creative design for it. But like, I love that quest. I think like, it was super fun to be able to do. Uh, yeah, like going and I, around. I, I would and, do it again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, me too. It was definitely sweet. Um, the two new strikes that have come in the game, amazing. Um right like i thought they were like really fun they're really well done um one thing to shout out i know you and i talked about this a lot the throne world's beautiful beautifully created yeah they did such a fantastic job at that like i i, I think they did a graphic upgrade from from beyond light into witch clean because yes. everything looks so much sharper it's funny because you and i talked about this and i i used ikora ray 
as an mm-hmm. example, when I first saw Ikora um, during the kickoff for this, I literally told you guys, like on on our on our call on our like party chat, I was like, "Man, like, why does Ikora look so good? Like, like, like? I mean, like, I don't mean good as in like she looks hot. Like, I mean, good <laughs> as in like she like she just looks like I can't believe it. it's like a huge graphic update on her. Like, she looked like incredibly well like designed. Yeah." Like they they um, they put yeah. a lot of energy into this. Like I think the patch to go into Witch Queen was something like, I, I, like on my PC, I think it was like seventy five gigs. Holy shit! Yeah, I, I wish I don't remember what mine was, but thank you. You're the MVP, buddy, for telling me the night before. You're like, oh, yo, yeah. get on and download this this update so we can go tomorrow morning. Yeah, it was. Yeah, because they they I, I think. Good job on on Bungie for doing that, on releasing mm-hmm. it the day before, so then people could just jump in and not just tank the servers. Because the amount well, of people, you... I'm sure, that mm-hmm. they would like, because it's the same service they use for playing and downloading. So if everyone can download it the night before, and then there's more server capacity to actually play the game and get in, that's so much better. Um, except for PlayStation 4 users. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're on a PS4, it's your own problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah no i mean it's so hard to get a ps5 right now like i get uh, it but the the ps the ps4 users their patch got delayed and they actually weren't able to download it until like i think 10 a.m the day of launch so they kind of got a bit screwed there um the queue to get in i mean it was pretty it was pretty long i mean you got in somehow faster than i did yeah, like I queued like my time probably like forty five minutes before the server was supposed to go live because I I just kept checking. I was like, well, whatever. What's the worst that's gonna happen? I just keep checking. And all of a sudden, it was like, you're now in queue, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then you know, like I, you told me to jump in, and like it feels like it was like a disproportionate amount of time before you got in and I got in that they let us into the server, me into the server. Yeah, because even like Scott was over and he uh, like he would he exited the queue and then he got ba- and then he like rejoined it again, uh, thinking it'd be mm-hmm. faster and it was faster for him. Well, so that's, he got what, in that's at- what I ended up doing too, and like it it sort of happened the same way for me. Like I got back in, and then next thing you know, it was like surprise, it's faster, and I was like, oh, okay. So- yeah. So I, I wish they had like that the, like the queue system from when uh, the the last season. Uh, came out it actually said like what number you were oh did it i don't remember yeah that's sweet so at least on pc it did so it, it like um it at least said like you're 686 or whatever it wouldn't like drop one by one it would be in like blurts of it so it'd be like you were like 683 and then it would drop you to like your 465 sometimes mm-hmm. it did mm-hmm. push you up but at least there was like a number that you could be able to correlate it to um which was kind of a nice piece because when you were just sitting in like it kind of not, not in orbit, but in queue, you have no idea if it's even like working or not. No, exactly. Completely agree. Like 110%. The other thing that um, I've been thinking that's, you know, um, obviously the other thing is even the players that didn't buy beyond light, I believe they get access to the new, se- they got access to the new season that day anyways, like the free seasonal stuff. So that's, right. I think probably what even did the servers more. Apparently I was reading online that that was almost bun- like destiny's busiest day of active players ever. Oh, guaranteed. Cause like, I think it was you that was telling me, but that this, they, like they sold way more than they ever anticipated to pre-order wise. Yeah. They did over like a million pre-orders or something for the game. And they were like, Oh shit, that's like a lot. But like 
The one thing I can say, truthfully, is like, bravo to Bungie because their servers held up. Like when we were in, man, we didn't have a single problem, did we? The whole time. No, and we were using Fireteam chat, which actually surprised me because that was the number one issue that kind of came up when the crossplay came over was like Fireteam chat kept being problems cross-platform. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like we were using Fireteam chat because like obviously when we do use Discord to talk, I have to have my headphones in and I miss all of like the conversation. Like I think going forward, we like if it's okay with you, we should tr- try to do more Fireteam chat over anything just because of the fact that like I can actually hear what's going on in the game. Well, and I think actually there's a I think there's actually a link between Discord and PlayStation now. So, I was oh, reading something just before. Yeah, so we'll 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 take a look at that offline. We'll, we'll take but... a look into that, yeah. The um so the other thing to talk about, I mean, obviously there's I'm sad because obviously we crushed the Sabathoo, we crushed all the uh all that, but like the sad thing is, you know, like that's kind of it for that story. I don't know if that's it for that story, but at the same time, like now we're pretty much just doing the seasonal stuff. Yeah, like so. So first, I was super sad that we actually killed Zavathun. Like, not gonna lie, <laughs> I like I was so sad. I was like, "Come on, please don't let that be." Like, I, I was hoping they would just, like, kind of build it up, and Zavathun would be the raid. Like, I don't know what the raid is gonna even be at this point now. I'm super curious about that. Um, but like, what what is gonna be really cool, though, in my opinion, is mm-hmm. that it's gonna be kind of brand new content that like no one I like from looking at reddit and everything like that no one really has an idea of like what the raid is going to even really look like at this point so like bravo on bungie for kind of like perplexing everyone like all all real bungie fans at this point right now like you know what and that's the thing like um when does it come out again do you remember was it april um is it came out sometime as grandmaster so I think it, no, oh no, Grandmaster's it, April. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, I'm curious when the raid when the raid will come out. Uh, um, I'm just gonna do a quick. Here we go. Raid release time. Um, oh my god, just over a week. Yeah. So that's gonna be interesting to see what actually ends up happening. So I, it's I, March fifth. It's March fifth, ten a.m. We can maybe play that in person when you're here. <laughs> it's a uh, it's contest it's contest mode though like which is the worst um contest mode is like hard it's like yeah the um it's like rate it's modifiers for like the race for first place so it caps mm. players power level so they're 20 levels below regular enemies jesus okay well yeah like i don't know i don't know if that's like i, I don't know if that's what you want to do also a couple things the official title of the witch queen raid is the vow of the disciple and it actually is set in the pyramid. Awesome. So interesting. They're saying that, um, and the info that's on the grapevine is suggesting that it holds the closest thing to a darkness entity players have yet seen. Okay, makes sense then. So, yep. Yeah, lore-wise, this would make perfect sense as the raid is taking place inside the broken-down pyramid vessel trapped in Savathun's throne world. Okay, well that's going to be really interesting then. I'm I'm genuinely I, I might try and just jump into contest mode or at least jump on like someone's Twitch stream and just kind of watch what's going on. Yeah, um, contest mode is like like I remember they did contest mode for Vault of Glass and everybody's like, oh Vault of Glass is so easy and like the contest mode was just fucked. Oh yeah, for sure it will be. So like it was just absolutely ridiculous. So I, that's why I was kind of just like, all right, like I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna sit this one out. I'll wait until it like unlocks regular mode because I think like. 
to unlock regular mode, somebody needs to beat, like, a, a team needs to beat contest mode. Yeah, but that'll be done day one, for sure. Oh, for sure, I think so, too. Uh, I think, actually, one of them, I forget, I think it might have been, actually, uh, Garden of Salvation. I think that that didn't actually get finished day one. I think that raid was finished day two, believe it or not. Oh, wow, okay. I mean, Garden of Salvation was definitely one of the most confusing raids. Not confusing, but, like, I feel like that one was, like, such tough mechanics. It, yeah, it was definitely, like... It's 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 definitely harder on that one than it was to explain oracles, for example, in Vogue. Yeah, for sure. And like like I mean, it was just like there was just so much stuff. Or maybe it was Deepstone. No, Deepstone was day one for sure. Deepstone was like day one. Um, yeah, one of them definitely they didn't people didn't finish on day one. So I'm curious if that's what they're gonna if that's what's gonna happen around this time. But it's crazy. A new raid. The last new raid we had was literally a year and a half ago, right? When Beyond Light came out. That was when the last raid, the last like actual new raid dropped. Oh yeah, you're right. That's going to be wild. Um, I know, I'm very excited. I'm sure it's going to be, I'm sure it's going to be one of those things where, you know, you, we do it, you have to do it every week for X amount of time to drop the exotic. Um, also, I have learned, I believe that the exotic that's dropping from it is an SMG. Okay, that's actually pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Like, similar to the Teraba drop um, when Crown of Sorrow was still a raid. So, that's what I've read, is that SMG is going to be the uh, the big one. And I'm we're just going to... It's not like a glaive or something. <laughs> Could you imagine? Ugh. The glaive is sweet, though. <laughs> Apparently, that's going to be the new... So, I mean, I guess we didn't talk about that, but, like... The new weapon they've introduced is a energy weapon, which is like a glaive that shoots and also like stabs, and like it's pretty fucking sweet, honestly. Like it's a pretty sweet weapon. It, it's like, super you... powerful. Like when we when we had to go back in and do some of the, like some gambit, for example, like it's mm-hmm. so powerful on like how you're able to just crush everything. It's kind. It, it is nice for those type of things, but from when I was actually using it for content. I, I I I didn't enjoy it. Well, like for for I feel like for end game like stuff like you're not gonna use that in the raid, you know? No, like you're not gonna like be in the raid like trying to glaive a boss. Like it's 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 definitely not gonna work. However, I've I've been again the more I've been looking, the key new thing to talk about. Um, you know how last year we had particle deconstruction and whatever to like trigger bonus damage. Yep. The new um, I think the new thing that's going to happen is suppression, and the glaive actually suppresses. Mm, okay. Because there's a um, like a like I said, every year or every season, one of the mods they release is going to be like a seven energy mod for the class item, and it's going to be like the mod of the whatever. And this one is if an if an if a enemy has been suppressed, they take bonus damage. So it's almost going to be like someone has to have, um, some, someone's going to have to basically have a glaive equipped and suppress, and so for everyone else to do the, the big DPS. Yeah, exa- exactly. That's I. Um, or I think again, I have to do more research. But um, for anybody out there, before I continue, I'm going to shout this out. Um, with your new void subclass, go visit Ikora in the tower, and you can buy like five or like seven new grenades from her. 
but I think one of the new grenades that you can buy is actually a suppression grenade. Okay, like that was kind of what they would use stasis for in the ribbon fight on like mm-hmm. one of the on one of the claws, right? Like they would use that. Um, so I I can see that being yeah I think that'll be that's that's a good alternative to have at least. So instead of like a glaive, you might just be able to throw like a suppression grenade, for example, as a void subclass. Right. I, 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 I we haven't even talked about that yet, but the whole new void subclass is monstrous. Yeah, I can't believe it's it's so cool that you actually get to design your subclass now. Like I have it where my dodges make me go invisible, and my smoke grenade makes me go invisible. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm just really impressed that they didn't have to use, like they didn't do the stasis way, like where where it was like you have to do something every week and get those memory fragments in order to open mm-hmm. up the next unlock or ability. Like that was ridiculous. Sorry. No, very very there. true. Now, what I'm curious about is, do you think next season they'll do like a solar 3.0, or do you think it'll be like next like like next DLC they'll do a solar 3.0 like do you think this is going to be a yearly thing or do you think they're going to try to maybe do this for all of them by the next dlc i know they announced that they're doing it for all of them i just i don't they they didn't say what time frame they're working on i would hope that they wouldn't because like i I want people to have enough like sufficient time to kind of master these things Mm-hmm. So like, I, I don't really want them to be at a point where they're like, oh, okay, next season in six months is going to be, or not six months, three months, is going to be solar now, and then we're going to do arc. Because um, like, I, I would I would think that would be the case, but Stasis was is already kind of at 3.0 version of it. Kind of, oh, like, for sure. Yeah, I don't form. think they need to touch Stasis. I just think it's like, again, because now that with like Void, you can build out your class how you want to, that's huge. Yeah, I, I could see them also doing it because the demand will be there for it. Because there's you, you still need to there's still people who like arc, people who want to use solar builds and such. Like especially me with Celestial Nighthawk, like I'm gonna I'm gonna want that for for boss damage and such, right? For sure, a hundred percent. I was gonna say the um, the other thing. So the other thing that's been you know um, kind of weighing on not weighing on me is you know you go into um, the new. Like, so, so with the new um, storyline, at least in terms of um, the seasonal quest, we have Emperor Keitel working with the Guardians and working with Zavala um, to figure out why the Hive can use light. So mm-hmm. it's actually very interesting so far. I don't really like the Cabal. Like, for me, I don't know why. They kind of bore me. Like, I... I any time that it's like a cabal storyline normally like i'm just not as invested i don't know why i don't know why that race for me at least is one that really just sort of like doesn't interest me but, it's it's the know, most confusing yeah. for me where it's like we're friends with them we're not friends with them and when we're playing certain raids or not raids but like we're doing different strikes and it's like okay are we are we friends or not kind of thing like, I, so, like it's yeah. kind of a strange place to be so, I mean, you know, this one starts off, whereas, you know, you, when you start off Beyond Light, you have to do that first mission, or it's not Beyond Light, sorry, when you when we start off Witch Queen, you have to do that mission where you basically kill all the Cabal and then hijack their cannon to get onto the ship. And obviously, Keitel's pissed about that. Because she's yeah. like, why the fuck, why are you kill? like, I wasn't attacking you, why are you killing my boys? Right? Like, and it's like, yeah, we get, like, honestly, we get that. Um, 
so then you know we, we she's like I'll, I'll forgive you this once i won't forgive you again and then she's like i'm gonna give you my top scions let's kidnap some of these hive light bearers and like dissect their brains and figure out what's going on yeah so I, like yeah i'm guessing like i was gonna say like when because zavala's in that cutscene with title when they're talking about it and and I'm sure Keitel's also thinking like, well, some of my people tried to just try to assassinate you multiple times. I think I can let this one go at this point. Let's not pick this battle. And that's kind of what she said, I think, yeah. right? Where she was kind of like, yeah, let's not let's not do it. Um, so, you know, the, this is the first week where we weaken the Hive Knight and the Scions take him and start probing his brain, which I'm really interested to see if they're... I thought they were going to set up, like, a room in the helm for it to happen because they say they're going to do it in the helm. But, like, yeah. maybe we. I'm going to explore more when we hop in in a little bit. But I haven't seen anything to do with that yet. But I could. I actually see this being fairly interesting. And I, my guess, my assumption, Adam, is that, like, something's going to happen. We're going to kill more Cabal. And she's gonna fucking lose it on us. You think it's gonna switch to like an like a, an all out war with? No, no, with no. I just think that maybe she's gonna like be pissed. Like I think like, that potentially she's gonna be like pissed off. Um, once you do finish the first week of these challenges, you unlock basically a new weekly exotic quest to get pinnacle gear. Um, and this one is called Vox Obscura, is the name of the mission. So it's like, you know, supposed to be like a new Harbinger or a new Presage. Um, and the first, so what it does is every time you finish it, at the end, it drops a new weapon, which is called Dead Messenger, and it's a secondary exotic grenade launcher. Um, I know you and I tried it a while ago. Um, we were completely underleveled because what does it want? 150, 155, I, th yeah, no, not 155. It's one, I, think it, I think it's just 150. Or no, it's, it's, I, no, it's 15, it's 1550. That's 15, like the 50, recommended that's level, I mean. yeah. which is basically almost pinnacle because pinnacle's 1560 right now. Um, so, you know, and I, I did it eventually. I did it about a couple days later, um, just finding a group on, on the app, but the one thing I don't like about it is the entire mission is timed. Oh, okay. And I don't really, like, I don't know why, like, it just, like, it, it kind of, I feel like having a timed dungeon like that or a timed exotic quest like that, like, it doesn't really give you a chance to necessarily enjoy it because you're ripping around, you're, you're doing all this stuff, like, it would... It really makes it challenging to be able to be like, this is really fun. Like Glycon, for example, the best exotic quest Destiny did so far, if you ask me personally. Um, and just going in there and like checking it out and being like, oh, wow, like this is cool. I can explore. I can do this. I can do this. Where Meanwhile, in this one, it's like, let's 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 rip around and try to solve this as fast as possible. Yeah, like I'm with you on that one. Like I'm not a big fan of whenever I see a timer in the corner, it's counting down. Like mm -hmm. that's what I focus more on, and it's not as much of an enjoyable experience for me. Like I get it from a competitive, not competitive, but like it's a it's a, a bragging angle. Like oh, I, I finished and I had six minutes left or whatever mm -hmm. you want you want to say it as. But like for me, like, that's not that's not a brag for for that, that I'm no. kind of interested in. Like I, I kind of I'm just well, I, I completed it. Yay. Well, it's in it's 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 interesting because, like I said, how this starts off is you 
start off like there, there's a lot of interesting there's a lot of i mean you know this part there's a lot of vehicle stuff in it um, yes so it starts off you're in that you're in like a vehicle you're raiding this base and Kaido pretty much is just like this is a group of defectors I, they can't know that i had anything to do with this so just go in there and kill them so you go in there you hijack tanks and stuff you blow up other tanks you blow up the security system and then it resets the timer and then you have to blow up these other security systems on foot and then it resets the timer and then you do the final boss like it's definitely a lot shorter like in total than any of the other exotic missions like i feel like it probably takes like 15 minutes to complete i mean maybe it's just because it was my first time but it definitely feels like it's shorter um but here's the part i don't like it's not pinnacle gear for completing it it's pinnacle gear for completing it multiple times in a week oh that's lame yeah, it's like destroy Cabal champions during the Vox Obscura mission. And like I did it, so I went through it once, like I said, and I finished at 22% champions killed. Yeah, okay. So they obviously want to do it so then they have more people that are, are, are able to queue. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, the problem is you can't queue with, with randoms in this. Oh, it's not? A, okay, I guess, just for, I guess just for LFG groups then at that point. So there yeah, is more people like, out there that can find a group to complete it once at least. Yeah, but now they need to complete it like four to five times in a week to get the percentage, and then you can get your pinnacle. Um, See, I'm surprised. Thing, yeah. Sorry, I'm just gonna say like, I'm surprised they didn't throw that into matchmaking. Then, like, that seems very much what Bungie would do of saying like, probably oh, if it's, it's a multiple completion. Probably because it's like too, um, like high end like the 1550 like i noticed that they do like high-end stuff like that like they don't like matchmaking for yeah i, I guess they're not expecting people to finish it uh like first week kind of thing even Mm-hmm. and you know that's that's the other thing that i was i was thinking uh the other thing that i was, I was gonna say that i thought was really interesting is um they go to so once you get to level, I think, 13 with Finch, it might be a 12, but it's around there, you actually unlock, and Destiny brought this back, and I don't mind this, you actually unlock um, replayable, like, heroic story missions from Witch Queen. Oh, okay. So I'm so, curious about that. Well, so, yeah, so I did it, and basically what it is, is it's, like, replay the story mode on, like, maybe 1510 level or whatever, and then there's the, if you finish it, you get um, powerful gear. If you get 100k, like a Nightfall, you get pinnacle gear. So it's essentially just another source of pinnacle gear for like playing it on hard. And it has like four different difficulties, similar to a Nightfall. Okay. And is it like, replay? can you replay it again after that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. It just, like, I'm not sure. it's not like a token, like they, uh, like they had, um, I don't know, remember which season it was. Um, but yeah, anyway. Well, I mean, like, once you get the pinnacle gear, it's not like you can get more pinnacle gear from it. But, like, you can play similar to a Nightfall, right? Like, you can play the Nightfall 50 times in a week if you want, but, like, you're not guaranteed that pinnacle anymore. Right, it's not a guaranteed drop. Mm-hmm. It's only that one time for completing it the first time, and then you just go from there. But they've, I mean, like I said, they've added a few new sources of pinnacles, which is pretty exciting. Um, it's kind of sweet that, um... What's it called? The the dungeon we did, Grasp of Ar- uh, Arvis, uh, is dropping pinnacles. So that's awesome to have a dungeon that's doing that. Mm-hmm. 
and then uh, I mean we have a we have a bunch of different stuff to grind to get up there. Like so, I think right now, right now I'm trying to, right now I'm kind of killing it. Um, what is your light level currently? Do you remember? Uh, fifteen thirty nine. Okay, so I'm fifteen forty six now. Oh jeez, yeah. Well, you you've gotten a lot more content. Yeah, you're, the other you're thing, a couple the other hours ahead. To, the other thing to realize though is like this is it's t- not tough but like we have to realize that's not our light that's not a really our real power level that's with the artifact right so like it says i'm 1546 so i'm like oh i'm close to pin i'm close to only grinding pinnacles but then in reality i'm actually only like 1538 or something right so you still have you, there's still more for you to go through oh absolutely like i still need to grind powerful rewards and stuff like that like i'm not just like oh i'm almost 1550 so it's gonna be like you know it's probably going to be, I would say, like six weeks before I hit cap, I think is, is probably pretty reasonable. Mm, yeah, like, I'm, I, I, I don't know. I, like, I think, like, how quickly did you go from, like, 1540 to 1547? Well, this week. Yeah, but, like, how, like, was that all, like, how many levels did you do in a day? Oh, I don't know. I honestly can't tell you. I'm getting like one light level kind of thing. Like I played yesterday and I played a bit today as well. And I got like, I think I got two light levels. So I'm just, I'm just um, curious if it was like, because you got a couple, like, like a couple of good drops that happen or if it's like, no, you actually have to grind for, these out. For me, it was actually the, the, the big, the big win for me was grinding out those. Um, so there's, there's a new activity called the wellspring, um, which I was talking to Adam about before we came on here. And what the wellspring is, is it's basically, like there's a defend and an attack and it alternates each day with a total of four alternations. So there's four final bosses and then there's four wellspring weapons that drop uncommonly from this. Um, and I've been grinding that out. And when they do drop, it's like a pinnacle drop. Like it's like normally like a pretty high level weapon. And you've done so, those like 15, 20 times already at this point, right? But but you have to realize that's not 15 like high level drops. It's the only thing that's a high level drop is the uncommon weapon when it finally drops. Right. Okay. So like the, the actual rewards that you get at the end are like your level. Like they're just whatever. But like the, the, the when that weapon finally drops, it's like a big upgrade. And the reason I'm doing that is because I was hoping so for that st- uh, for that stupid evidence board that we have, that quest, we need yeah. to we need to get the schematics for two of the wellspring weapons. But I'll tell you what, I've now got every wellspring weapon. Not one of them has dropped with the red box. So I know we're we're, we're getting pretty far in time here. So one thing I want to talk about too is like, I don't know how I feel about the crafting situation. Like, I it, it's it's sort of weird to me or confusing because it's like. You got a weapon with a red box. You need to get kills with it, and then you can like extract essence from it, and then it also extracts the pattern, and then right. you can craft that weapon. But like some of them, so when I looked at like the wellspring ones, it's like zero out of three. And I was like, do I need to get three red box of this and pull the essence out to unlock the pattern? Because that's crazy. Yeah, I don't really understand how that like that like it, it's not been very clear on on that whole like enigma piece works like on on, on utilizing mm-hmm. it like the crafting mm-hmm. is super strange. I just 
I don't know. I'm not really a big fan of it just because it's like there's multiple levels that you have to do there. You, like even when you're doing like one of the missions on the evidence board, for example, in order to complete one of the bounties, you need to have like these other weapons that are finished. But there's no real reason to it. It's like, OK, so I did it and now I can create it. And then I have to go and create three more of these weapons. Like it, it mm-hmm. just like, OK, well, it's, it's kind of just seems like it's forced in there. But there's no real benefit right now for crafting. Yeah, again, I completely agree, and, like, I just, I it really bothers me that they're being, like, oh, you guys need to, um, like, oh, you guys need to craft these two, well, no, because the one, the evidence thing that we're doing, they asked you to craft five different guns so far. Yeah, because like, it was, just like, it was, like, the three, the and then it went to five, and I'm, like, Okay, forget this. I'm not. Like, it already was like a lot for me to actually get the three. But I think the uh, problem is we can't access the next round of those until we do that. Yeah, you're forced to do it, but it's one of those things that you're just like, I have to do it. Like, well, and I think I th- grind it. I also think that they probably weren't like people are going to finish it. We don't want people to finish this in a day, so it's like sort of like a soft block, maybe. Not even yeah. necessarily a soft block, but sort of just kind of like a nope like you guys like you're gonna have to do some work to finish this one yeah that, that that's traditional destiny though right like it's all about let, let's have something in here that's really grindy for like the, the people who are playing for those hours right like mm-hmm. they need to be able to grant like they they need the essence or whatever it is um in order to build up to a, like a final weapon and maybe they're going to make it so if you like for for some of these raids or anything like that that you'll need to have like a certain build that you can do from the Enigma machine to to actually like to down that content easier in the future. Like I'm really curious to see like what people are going to be able to come up with um, mm-hmm. and try these things out in in like end game content. Yeah, and I'm you know what I'm I'm really excited to see where the uh, where the story is going to go. Honestly, like uh, just in terms of like I want to know what's going to happen with the raid. I'm really curious who the final boss is going to be. I want to know what's going to happen with like this alliance this like fragile alliance we have with Keitel. I want to know what her scions are going to do with like the hive and the light because like we understand why Savathun got the light but I don't understand how she gets other hive to get the light, you know? Well, cuz remember one of the missions from on the Tangled Shore with Spider was that I uh, had to get dead ghosts. Right? So I'm wondering if Savathun's ghost is able to reactivate or share light onto other ghosts. Because mm-hmm. remember, that's what that was like. One of, and I think it was in one of the memories that that that, that was that was talked about. Um, so I'm, I'm curious if there's something like that. Okay, can can a um, can a ghost give another ghost light? Well, it was like know. yeah, it was like it, well, <laughs> well no, because yeah, I, I I thought ghosts had to like. I didn't think a ghost could just go up to a hive and be like, okay, you have the light now, here you go. I thought they had to, like, find their specific person. Yeah, but with how many hive there is, it's almost similar, like, with humans. So there's only there's only certain humans or, like, that they, they, they can turn into guardians at that point. I'm sure with hive, it's, it's going to be very similar to that as well. Mm-hmm. So that there's just a sheer number of them that is there. And because Sabathu now has or has the light, it's more likely going to be that that she can communicate with the traveler in some way to make sure that they can that, that her people can get the light. 
So I don't know how that all works. Like I'm curious, like, just, just like you, I'm curious as to, like where the story can go at this point and understand that more. Like I'm really curious like, on like what are what, what are the new like what are the grimoire books going to say about this? And I I, I think it's going to be like a story that it's going to need to be in the lore, the grimoire to to really uncover this. And it'll be interesting, and I'm sure we'll find out more about it, like I said, because we're, like, now dissecting the hive, right? Like, we're, like, going into their brains and stuff with Keitel to see what's going on with the light there, too. Yeah, and we might, we very might just, like, listen or hear about it during the season, so. Mm-hmm. No, the, completely. The, the one thing I was really, like, it was really strange, and, like, maybe it's just, it's just what happens with every expansion, but whenever there's an expansion that comes out and a new season at the same time, it's it's hard to be able to figure out when to start one and when to like stop the other so you can start the other one because we're like Which, for us yeah. we we like did the entire campaign and then we started the season and it was like well Sabathun's dead already and they're like oh go and understand what Sabathun's doing like well we know <laughs> yeah yeah exactly I I do I do completely agree with that like it's just like oh we um like. We, we, we started at the, not at the wrong time, but you were right. Like, it's hard to, like, intertwine the two. Like, where it's like, you should probably do this mission with Zavala and Keitel first. Right. Like, I'm sure it's designed, like, because we played for, like, 20, well, probably even more than that. Like, probably, like, 30 plus hours over the course of the two days. Yeah, it's uh, going it, to be a grind, for sure. It's probably not intended that it's, the, like, that, that Bungie's believing that, yes, that's how it should be played. It's probably designed to be played over the course of a couple weeks inside German. Not maybe not a couple weeks, but at least over the week that you're like you're gonna kind of pop in and out, so you can go and do some seasons to grind up your level a little bit more, so you can do the next um, main mission. Hmm. Hmm. I think that so, that's yeah. I mean, I think I think as of right now, um, you know, I think we've kind of talked all we can talk, and I think do you want to jump into doing our our nice little ratings? Yeah, absolutely, sure. So going into it, jumping into the Witch Queen. Um, so going into characters, um, I I had a pretty decent all around experience. Um, the Guardian talking was a huge kind of point up for me. Um, you know, Eris being involved, Zavala sort of like fighting with. You know, we didn't talk about it, but there's that big scene where Zavala sort of comes in and is just like, "Hey, you need to leave." To um, you know. Like just being like you, you like you're because what's her name? Thought I can't even. Why can I not remember her name right now? Who are Vanguard you? Vanguard girl, Ikora. I don't Ikora, know. Yeah. I forgot that. Um, like when he goes when Zavala goes to Ikora and he's just like, you know, like you're in over your head. Like I know you think that you gave the hive the light through Osiris, but like you need to like t- walk it off. So there was like some drama. Savathun was a really good character. Um. So I'm going to give, you know, I gave Destiny a four. I'm going to stick with a four on this one. Like, I, I just, there's not, like, the full character development, that, but that's because I think due to the fact that it's sort of an MMO that, like, you don't really see that, like, story, like, that, like, Last of Us character development, right? Or, like, that, like, single-player story character development. So I'm going to give it a four. Yeah, like, I think what, like, what Destiny does really well is that with every expansion, they kind of say, like, let's, let's focus the uh, character development on four or five people, right? Like, and they, I think they did that really well. Like, this one was, like, Akora, Zavala, Eris, Crow, and, and Anna Bray. 
um, mm-hmm. are, are kind of like the key ones that they're focusing on. And I think that's going to be how it continues. Like St. 14 was previous season. So I think that's, that's kind of the cool part about it. And I think once I wrap my head around that there, the purpose is just to kind of like give you a lot more in-depth knowledge on those four or five people. Um, mm-hmm. And then kind of we'll, we'll, we'll layer in other players or other like other characters in, in future seasons or expansions as well. That gives me more hope at least because it's designed for a long-term play of a game, right? Like, so if I'm just looking at Witch Queen, I'm just jumping into Witch Queen, I wouldn't rank it very high just because you don't have enough understanding of it. But in, in the grand scheme of things, it's the, they did a really good job overall. Like, I would, I'd have to agree with a, a four on that one. Um, I wouldn't give it a five just because I think they forced our, our own character to talk, even for mm. unnecessary. Like, I think it was just some of those things were, were forced. They're like, oh, we need the main guardian to talk. But I, I don't think it was it was needed. Um, but it was it was cool experience. But I, yeah, that's I'd, I'd I'd have to stay out of four. No, totally fair. Um, background. I think I have to give this one a five. Like holy cow! I think that they knocked it out of the park with the throne world. Um, I like. I really like how there's like the part of it that's sort of like trees and swamp, and then there's also the part where it's actually her throne world. Like with like beautiful throne, like like you know towers, buildings, everything like that. So I think that it's really well done. I like how it breaks it all up, and it's not just. I thought at first it was just gonna be like a full metropolis, like one massive castle that you're going through. And I'm so glad that they didn't just do that. Yeah, like it's uh, they did a fantastic job on it. Like I would have, I really wish that they had the enclave built into the throne world, and you just had to like go on the tower or go go through the gun again in order to go into the throne world. I think like that would have been a cooler experience. Um, mm. So like, I, I would, I would give it a four for that reason. Like the, yeah. I, I think you're right. As far as like the throne world looks absolutely beautiful. It's massive in sheer scale. Like they did a really good job on that one. It just, I, I don't like when they separate the two of them. Cause it just, it was almost like, um, what was that? What was the, um, the season, not the season, but what was the expansion where they had like the after the attacks that happened, they had their own. It was like their own village that that they were treating the wounded. What was it um, called? The farm. Yeah, the farm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it was the same thing as that. And it's like I had no reason to ever go back to the farm again, and I, I'm almost feeling that that's almost like how the enclave is. There's no reason to go to the enclave, but I think it's a really cool place. No, I I completely agree completely agree um okay uh going into music um i like again i really like how they upgraded all of the soundtracks in this and i know there's a couple times when we were playing adam that i was like the music's really good in this right now you know like um the other thing that i really like is if you've ever just kind of sat in orbit for a little while um the the orbit music is like amazing um, I don't know. It's tough because I don't know if it's just because I was so sick of the old music that like hearing new music is automatically great. But like, there's been a couple times where maybe I've been like texting on my phone or something and like doing something and like the music comes on and I like couldn't believe how good it sounded. So I, I don't know. I, I liked it. Like, I actually think that I'll give, I'll keep the music probably at about a four because I think that it was like, you know, hiring a full orchestra, doing a full OST, like, you know, it, it's great. 
Yeah, like they did a really good job. Like when, I, like what I was surprised on, I think the first time we went back into the helm, and and then I was playing like DSC Lullaby, mm-hmm. right? Like that was really cool. I was like, okay, so they're actually like putting some of the top music or re- like so, like some of the really like the really good soundtrack music throughout the game now. Like just like you mentioned, while you're in orbit, like the old orbit music was like was I didn't even like it from the start. Um, but mm-hmm. now it's actually like, okay, this is kind of cool to be, it's almost like the golden ice screen, right? Like it's actually good to mm-hmm. have in the background. You want to listen to it. So I, I, I know I didn't rank the, uh, the music very high in, in destiny two in our, in the, in the previous cast, but like with this one, I'd give it a five. Honestly, I think they did a fantastic job on it. Um, I'd actually, there was actually multiple times through the story that I was like, wow, this is really good music that's on here. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah, I, I I have to take it for what it is. They did a they did a really good job on it. The orchestra is not very easy. It, it's kind of like it's a really a hit or miss um, kind of soundtrack. So I would I, I'm actually looking forward to when they release the soundtrack uh, on like Spotify or Apple Music or whatever, uh, mm-hmm. so I can be able to download that. Awesome. Um, and what else do we got? So and you're giving it. Sorry, what were you giving it, Adam? Uh, I went to a five on that one. Oh, nice. Okay. Replayability. I mean, it has to be a five because I'm going to be playing the shit out of this um, for the foreseeable future. So I, I don't think you can give replayability anything less than a five because we put so much of our time into this game weekly. Yeah, they kind of bring you back with like a, with every season, right? And I, I, sorry, with the season on the on like the weekly challenges you have to complete. Exactly. So it's it's almost impossible like you, you you have a reason like we have tuesday reset game night like <laughs> exactly exactly so like you can't i feel like you can't give it less than a five some of them i'm not excited to do so like yeah i, I could see like a 4.5 or a five but yeah you can't it's not one of those things you can be like oh it was a two like mm-hmm. no you it, it, sorry you can't you can't play that so you're going to you're going five as well oh yeah i'll go five and out too and last but not least is story. So um, I thought the story was really good, obviously. Um, I think they put a lot of work into it. Now, if we're just talking Witch Queen and sort of... Uh, like, when I talk about story right now, we're just going to be talking kind of Witch Queen. And I'll even consider kind of the beginning of the season as well. Um, it was good. Um, it was also like... I don't want to say it was kind of confusing, but like, you know, there, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of lore pumped in there. Um, I, I just don't like, this is tough because I'm going to write it off of this. I just don't like that Savathun's dead, but also at the same time, we can't guarantee that she is dead. So the way that I kind of look at this right now is like, I'm taking it as Destiny wants us to take it. And it said, Savathun's dead, but her ghost escaped. Um, I thought it was really interesting finding out the Traveler gave her light. I loved seeing her origins. I loved all of that. But I feel like killing off, or potentially killing off, a major player who they've been talking about since Destiny 1, and just letting them die at the end of this campaign, kind of feels like wrong to me, I think. So just because of that, and again, I'm hesitant because I'm just saying, you know, they could come back in a month from now and be a surprise. Savathun's still alive. Um, I'm going to give it a four just because of that, because I just feel like that wasn't the fair ending for her. And like, yeah. Yeah. So like my thoughts on it, 
the, you're right. Like the, it, it was extremely confusing. Like we, there was a lot of times you almost have to like search things up or read through some of the lore that in order to be able to even understand why this is relevant, mm-hmm. for example. Like I, I so the, the, the challenge I always run into is that if I was to pick this game up today and start playing, would I have any idea what's going on? And the answer is no. Like, and that's what I kind of find as a challenging for a, for, for a story-based game, right? Like, if, like, there's a lot of people who are, like, who probably rejoined Destiny and haven't played in a couple of seasons, we'll even say it as, that are picking mm-hmm. this up, that, are, that could still be Destiny fans, but they have absolutely zero idea of what's going on. For the diehards that are reading the grimoire, that are reading the lore, they're like, like yes, they're probably going to be like, what are you talking about, Adam? Obviously, this makes so much sense. Um, but like, but that's not the essence of the culture of, in gaming. Like a lot of people want like, the, the game is designed to be able to be able to just jump in for a couple hours a week and then you're good to go or, and then take a couple of hiatuses. So like the story was that was really, really confusing. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I, I'd have to go to a three on that one. Just like, I think Fair. it was really good. Like Savathun dying is obviously a huge effect because they've been talking about Savathun for 10 years and all of a sudden we yeah. just, we, we kill her week, like day one. I just, like, the only part that I'm not giving it lower is because I have faith something's going to happen with her ghost. Right. And I, I think that, and I think we talked about that at the beginning here with like, we, we, we I think like, the traveler is, has kind of has a couple things up its sleeve on what's going on, on like, what is the next step for Sabbath? And I don't think that she's dead or anything like that, but it just you built her up so much and she's so powerful when you read the grimoire and like everything that she's done and all of a sudden we just down her at that point and okay that was it like i was i was, i just expected a little bit more no completely agree so we're going in actually though still at very high ratings um i have an 8.8 and you have an 8.4 so the way that i look at it is we spent a hundred dollars on this game but i mean you know, Savathun, that story was amazing. And not to mention, with that $100, it includes all of the season passes as well. So we get the full story for the rest of the year. I think that's worth it, man. Like, I would spend $100 for, like, a, literally a year of entertainment without a doubt. I would um, spend a, I would spend $100 a season, to be honest with you. Yeah, just because yeah, the, yeah. the sheer don't, amount don't, of... don't, I was going to say, don't, don't, let, don't let Bungie hear that. Because <laughs> they're going to fucking do it, knowing them. Um, but, yeah. It was, you know, this was great. I always love high. I think the Hive's probably my favorite race in Destiny. So being able to get more to do with them and their creepy kind of vibes and everything like that. Not to mention crushing Hive Lightbearer ghosts. One of the best fucking feelings in the world, hey? Like you grab that thing and you just crush it in your hand. Like I love that. I Yeah, it, it's probably, it was one of the most satisfying things. Like because. I didn't get to do it because you and Scott were doing it, uh, like doing all of them for us. And then mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't even do it until like the next day. So I didn't even know what the sense, like what that feeling would look like being able to crush one of those until I was kind of playing a little <laughs> solo. So, and then I did and I was like, holy shit, that's so cool. <laughs> it's like, yeah. So, you know what? Like, it's a great thing if you're a Destiny fan and you've been on the edge or thinking about it, like buy it. It's so worth it. If you're a big, if you like a challenge, try the Legendary Campaign. Um, one thing to point out that we didn't talk about is it actually scales to the amount of players you have. So if you're a single player looking to try the legendary campaign, like it actually scales down for you. Uh, just just to not detour anybody that's playing alone. Um, you can still do it single. Obviously, it'll be a little harder because you know you're not pulling as much, but they they scale it down so you can do it single. 
But other than that, um, Colin will be returning next week. I'm sure we'll have Adam back on next year for a beautiful Destiny 2 year in review podcast again. Um, As always, thanks so much for listening in. Adam, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, no worries. We'll have this up, obviously, very soon. Destiny fans, listen in. Um, As always, like and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at Podcast. And don't forget to make sure you never miss an episode by clicking follow on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We will catch you guys next week with a new episode all about Horizon Forbidden West. And then we can stop it.